Down the sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way, it's intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show after a Chiefs Thursday night football game where they win against the Denver Broncos 30-6. to uh, But the bigger story here, of course, is that Patrick Mahomes reportedly suffers a patella kneecap dislocation. Uh, that is what people think right now, an MRI uh, tomorrow will tell us more uh, about the injury. Pete Sweeney here uh, with Jay Binkley. And uh, my initial reaction of the game is that on a night the Chiefs defense finally starts to click here. Frank Clark wakes up. Anthony Hitchens plays a fantastic game. Reggie Raglan, who we haven't seen. The defense explodes for nine sacks. You're like, okay. Finally, we got something here, but it's all for naught due to Patrick Mahomes' injury as we wait and figure this out because the bottom line here is, Jay, if the Chiefs don't have Patrick Mahomes, they don't have anything. No, they don't have him. They don't have anything. And we saw Matt Moore <laughs> with the air of passes, but I'm with you. I mean, I would love to be talking about how this defense stepped up, looked so good against the team that really was kind of their kryptonite. You know, a team that could run the football, play fundamentally fourth in the NFL in defense, this is a prescription to lose, but as Denny Matthews always said, right. expect the unexpected. That's what you get. I would love to talk about this defensive performance tonight. Nine sacks, the most since 2013. But your franchise went out on a fourth and one call on a quarterback snake, My which is really, to be honest, and Andy Reid was pumped after the game. He's excited. Use your fullback, man. That's why you had Anthony Sherman. My initial inclination, and this was before I even got injured, check my tweets. I tweeted immediately as the play. I didn't even know Matt Patrick Mahomes was hurt yet. And I said, I'm not in love with this play call. We talked for what? The whole week, four or five days. You got to protect Patrick Mahomes' ankle. I understand it's his knee that got hurt. But why in a million years are you sneaking the football with Patrick Mahomes when he's already injured? I get it. Listen, you watch the New England Patriots. You and I love to watch football, even if it's another team. The Patriots sneak with Tom Brady a lot. But why is that even on the menu when you're trying to protect Patrick Mahomes? Didn't make a ton of sense to me. Well, the one thing about it is any quarterback sneak, the quarterback gets hit. You know, it, people have been trying to go after Patrick Mahomes' ankle. I mean, it's evident the way teams are playing for him. They're going the to Broncos play, talked which, about but it. But you're putting him right there. You're giving them the opportunity to get to Patrick Mahomes. You give him that opportunity when you put him at risk like that. We are going to open up the phone lines. If you want to get in touch with us, let's load them up. 913-576-7610. Uh, you can reach us on the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line 69306. I want to bring in our in-house injury expert, uh, Aaron Borgman, who was right on top of this at the beginning. When you saw this play happen, Aaron... Uh, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, my initial reaction was it was great management by the Mets staff. They clearly identified it. Uh, they got his quad to relax. They uh, massaged it a little bit, and his kneecap popped right back in. Um, it's good management. He uh, came off the field and eventually walked under his own power. So, uh, you know, best-case scenario so far. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of different medical takes out there, and... Uh, apparently, the reports are a mile high. There isn't necessarily an MRI machine. I don't know if that's confirmed or unconfirmed. 
Uh, why do we need to wait? I, I, I can confirm that. There's no oh, you, yeah, no you've been MRI there. in Mile High. I've been there. Yeah, so there's no MRI at, at, in Denver. Why do we need to wait in order to know what the extent of the damage is, how long Mahomes will be out for? Yeah, so here, here's what it comes down to. The MRI is going to tell the extent of soft tissue damage. Um, we, we probably believe that there's no fracture. Uh, there's been a lot of reports about that already being cleared. That's, that's pretty, uh, solid under x-ray, right? So the, the big term you're going to hear this week is the medial patellar femoral ligament. That's the thing that holds the kneecap in place, and that's the important structure that we have to identify. That dictates, uh, you know, if it's a, you know, couple week injury that dictates if it's going to be a surgical problem. Uh, we just don't know. We have to wait tomorrow and in the leading days till we hear what the extent of the damage is. Uh, because quite frankly, it could be a simple thing. It could be a surgical thing. Right. Okay. So let me just put it this way. What is the range here? Is it possible that you could come back from whatever this was in 10 days if there isn't damage? Uh, could it be as long as out for the season? Is is the range that much from 10 days to the entire season? Yeah, I would say uh, 10 days. You know, I put out a tweet earlier, like 10 days isn't out of the question. Um, it's probably unlikely, but uh, it's not out of the question. Uh, out for the season is definitely a possibility, depending upon the damage. Uh, I don't want to set alarm ball bells off yet, but... You know, uh, things happen when you, when you get off the field and you're walking and you're feeling good, and then you get in the MRI machine. Like you, you, we just don't know yet. Aaron, in, in your years in the NFL, how often did you see this type of? Uh, you know, I'm sure you saw a ton of dislocations when it came to fingers and stuff like this. How often did you see it with the knee? Uh, not often, Jay. Uh, you actually see. Uh, Patellar dislocations more often in females because of the joint laxity. Uh, it does happen in football. Uh, the good news is that they're very easily relocated. Uh, and I think the med staff, uh, obviously viewing from television, did an appropriate job tonight. Now, Matt Moore comes in. He's the backup now because Chad Henney went through that injury. He did a pretty good job, 10 for 19, 170 yards, or 117 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Chad Henney... At the beginning of this season, the, he had ankle surgery right before the roster cut down. But if you notice, he made the initial 53-man roster, Chad Henney I'm talking about, and that was so that the Chiefs could put him on injured reserve. It gives them the option to bring him back after eight games missed. As it stands now, where would Chad Henney be in that return-to-action uh, window? Yeah, so I think fans could probably look to... Uh LDT's injury last year, very similar injury, very similar surgery. Um, you know, we, we look at that injury as an 8 to 10 week minimum kind of thing, uh, pushing the three-month mark. Uh, you know, it's possible. Uh, I would think that given what he has to do as a position player, as a quarterback, that, you know, maybe it's in the realm of possibility. We don't know where he's at in his recovery, so we'd have to get an update on that from the team. Now, before I let you go, and this has been great stuff, is there anything that I'm not thinking about when it comes to Patrick Mahomes that maybe I should be asking, but because I'm not in the medical field, it's just not coming up in my head, or do you think we've kind of covered uh, this from all angles? Yeah, I mean, here, here's what we have to know. Here's what we have to think about. Uh, if it's not a lot of damage, uh, the player can play potentially braced soon depending upon the level of damage that we find out from the MRI. Uh, if it's more significant, there's surgical possibilities. This is a very wide range of things right now. We truly just have to wait and see. 
That is the voice of Aaron Borgman. As we get more information that comes out through either Therese Paler, Adam Schefter, uh, and the like, Aaron will analyze that information at ArrowheadPride.com. We appreciate the time, Aaron. Thanks for having me on, guys. Aaron, also the owner of Borgman Rehab Solutions, which does some great work in the area for athletes uh, and the like. But you can hear that. I mean, you just don't know right now why Denver doesn't have an MRI machine, I guess, is a conversation for another day. But it won't make Chiefs fans feel any better tonight. Well, one thing about it, too, is you think about the left ankle. Then you're talking about the right knee. I mean, you're already favoring the right side right. when you're dealing with your ankle. He's already showing the favoritism of it now. And now you have the leg that he was putting a lot of the support on now with the injury. You're seeing right now on, on the telecast, Patrick Mahomes talk to the team afterwards. I assume we will hear from Andy Reid, uh, potentially Matt Moore uh, in this game. I doubt that they, knowing the Chiefs, would let uh, Patrick Mahomes speak to the media that's coming up later in the show, but let's start it right now uh, with the phone lines. Let's go to Neil and Lojack. What's up, Neil? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, thank God we got this win because we're going to need everyone we can get, obviously, right? Um, <clears throat> Bob Fesco talked this morning about having a love and hate relationship with Andy Reid, right? I, I, show earlier this week said Clark was visibly angry in the meeting after the game the other day. And he talked about, and I talked to him about how sometimes, and Bink, I talked to you about this earlier in the week, sometimes I think he could be the smartest guy and the dumbest guy at the same time. I talked to you about how in his post-game press conference the other day, Andy didn't say a single word about the run defense, about giving up 192 yards until he was questioned by the media about it. And then tonight, to inexplicably, when all we want to do is protect him and get him safely through this game so he has 10 days to rest, how do you put him intentionally, on purpose, in that bottom of that pile? Andy, what the heck are you thinking? Are you kidding me, Andy Reid? If Clark fired him tomorrow, I could care less. Honestly, I don't care if he gets fired tomorrow. That's empty. I would be be coach of this team. That is unexcusable, Andy. Thank you to Neil. We appreciate the call. And you can understand a little bit of the frustration. And it'd be one thing, I think, Jay, if Patrick Mahomes was 100% healthy all year. I understand it's a different thing. Uh, it's a different injury. It's a different leg entirely. But you, it's, it's reasonable right now to ask the question, what was this guy sneaking for anyway? It's a great question. When you're not 100%, even on your throws. When you're throwing it because you are favoring the ankle. And everybody can see that it's bothering you. But again, when you do the quarterback sneak, you're, you're setting yourself up. You're going to get hit. That player is going to get hit if they want to do any kind of cheap shots or anything else, which they didn't in this case, but they could do it. Now, Tom Brady, he's kind of got that uh, golden touch where people are a little bit afraid to touch him. Right. And I think Mahomes in that not quite to that point yet. But you're right. Brady sneaks a lot with Belichick. And here's the thing. Andy Reid does with Belichick. When we all agree Belichick's the best coach in the history of football, of the right. game of football. He does this all the time. Right. And the bottom line is, it's a football play, but it's not one you do when your quarterback is hobbled up, especially when teams are kind of gunning. I mean, you saw, you saw all the reports. You know, teams are watching the ankle. And if you saw, I don't know what he was thinking, but Vic Fangio, they showed it on NFL Network, you know, before the game. He's warming up. And there's Mahomes. There's Fangio at the corner of his eye, you know, watching Mahomes warm up. And you know teams, and the, the report the last couple of weeks, they're watching the ankle, 
They're going the more man coverage when they see that the ankle's been tweaked. I said, hey, he should just fake it anyway and pretend like he's, you know, just hobbling around out there yeah. at different times. But they're watching him, and teams are looking for it, and they know what the weakness is. And Denver wanted to get back in, into this divisional race and find themselves one game back from the Chiefs, and you put your quarterback at risk in a knowing play where you have a fullback on the roster named Anthony Sherman. Well, Should have used him. Yeah, that, that's my question here. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. You've been as cute before as to do these little handoffs to Travis Kelsey, front flips, uh, where you flip him the ball. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, who's known for fighting for yards. You have Anthony Sherman, who you also used in this football game. There are so many options of an already, for, instead of using your already hobbled quarterback and volunteering to put him in a pile. It looked like from the replay and some of the quick analysis that it might have been friendly fire that, that led to this knee dislocation. It doesn't matter. It's, it, it, I, I understand. Matter. It's, I understand. Susceptible but injury. you are risking it when yes. you make uh, that play call. It doesn't matter if the Chiefs hurting the Broncos. You're putting your quarterback at risk with those type of plays, Pete. It's very simple. What happened, I, I like the fact that you went for it. I like the aggressiveness. Didn't like that play call, but I like the fact that, you know, okay, we're down here. We, get, we need to score points. You know, it was a, this was a pissed-off Chiefs team. This is the way it looked. I mean, they, they were mad during the week. They don't like uh, – clearly the defense got the message because they had nine sacks today. They clearly got the message. But there seemed to be something different. I told you a couple minutes in this game, it seemed that there was more of a sense of urgency. Well, certainly from the defensive side of the football. And there was some urgency, I thought, on offense. And for what it's worth, before this QB sneak, Mahomes was 10 of 11 for 76 yards and a touchdown. He looked all right. And that's what the most frustrating thing is – he actually looked better, I think, on his ankle at the beginning of this game than he has in the previous few. Let's keep the phone lines going. Danny in New York, how you doing? Hey, guys, thanks for the call. Um, question I have, a lot of other people are posing it on Twitter. You know, there's one person out there who you could say wants to win a football game more bad, worse than anyone else in the entire world. And I'm wondering, can you credibly say with a straight face, that we have more upside and more opportunities to win a football game with our current QB situation, assuming Mahomes is out, than if we gave Colin Kaepernick a shot? It's, 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 a, it's a worthy question. I have been saying that I think this is a player who physically is ready to be better at least than many of the backups in the NFL now, with that being said, do I think the NFL is going to do it? Do I think the Kansas City Chiefs as part of the NFL is going to do it? Absolutely not. I think we've just seen too many signs. There's too many terrible quarterbacks that they're, that are just on rosters while this guy can't even get a workout. I told you the XFL just assigned quarterbacks to each of their teams. Colin, I mean, Go take yourself a Matt McGlade. Someone that's not been in the league, I don't see how can jump right in to an Andy Reid system fact, and know the offense. When you, when you haven't been playing sure. in the National Football League, I mean, but they got Matt Moore from a high school field. I, I that's, yeah, that's he, kind he, of a cop. I mean, he didn't, he was out of football for a year. No, he was a Dolphin I, scout. Don't all, forget, he was at the combine for the Dolphins. All I'm saying is, so we have a Dolphin scout. That's a nice thought, but there is no way in hell the Chiefs are bringing him in because it's been clear that there's no way in hell anyone in the NFL is bringing him in. Uh, you can feel about how that as you want to feel about it. I don't feel great about it. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are worse uh, in the NFL that have jobs right now, in my opinion. Uh, let's keep it moving with Lewis from OP. Hey, fellas. Hey. Um, be brief. You covered a um, couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, 
I'll just start, and it will be brief. I think uh, the fellow who called in from New York needs to watch his Yankees get their butts kicked tonight. <laughs> um, he doesn't know a damn thing about football. Kaepernick, are you serious? Um, second. Yeah, it's going to be a hot topic, you know, but here's the thing, man. This is this goes on in every NFL city. Anytime a quarterback gets hurt and played football. Well, Hey, I played I played football for one practice and got the snot knocked out of me, so that's how much I know. Um, in terms of Mahomes, I think I have no problem at all with him on the quarterback snake. And and I've listened to your rationales. I get it. I guess the last thing I'd say is uh, two things. One, I can't believe they don't have a DM MRI machine in Denver. And then in terms of our current quarterback, um, backing up Mahomes more, I don't think he's going to cut it with Green Bay and Minnesota coming to town. So those are my thoughts, and I hope you have a good rest of the night. Yeah, Green Bay, Sunday Night Football coming up next. Right, and no one expected that it would be Matt Moore uh, versus um, um, Aaron Rodgers, but it is what it is. Uh, Right now, uh, Nick uh, did a good job getting us uh, some uh, Mahomes sound from the locker room uh, from Fox uh, with analysis from, from Joe Buck. Let's play that. Hey, hey, take care of yourself this weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be smart. We got more to go, baby. Hell yeah. So, Chiefs on three. One, two, three. Chiefs. So there you have it. There's the uh, walk away in the brace or that little sleeve on the right leg of Patrick Mahomes. So we don't know, obviously, uh, what the long-term ramifications are. But the short-term, Matt Moore played pretty darn well. This defense carried him, and they walk out of here 5-2. and two. That's Joe Buck, courtesy of Fox. Adam Schefter just tweeting out seconds ago, Chiefs will be awaiting MRI results on Patrick Mahomes' right knee on Friday. But one league source said... That if there's no damage, the best case would be around three weeks. But that's best case. Worse is downright dreary for the Chiefs, their fans, and the league as a whole. I still think that's a little bit of speculation based upon what Aaron said. I think we just have to sit and wait here. I I don't expect him to play next Sunday by any means. But at the same time, it just seems like there's such a range when it comes to this injury. We don't really know. Well, it's called an MRI for a reason. I mean, that, that that's important. And when you haven't had it, you're left to speculation. You know, anybody, James Palmer, by the way, even tweeted out. Did you get to this one? I, I don't know if you get to this What's one. What's that? Or not. James Palmer one about the optimism on Mahomes' knee. Uh, obviously, the MRI will tell all. Of course it will. But the mood right now is generally positive. Here's the thing about Mahomes. I, I get this uh, sent to me. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Is it time to question Mahomes' durability? No. First of all. This guy is tough. This guy has waived medical attention and played through it when a lot of people would have sat out in his position. He, he waved off the cart, and he walked off. He was getting help walking off, and he wanted to walk off himself. This is a tough guy. This is an incredibly, incredibly tough guy that's going to play whatever. Does he want to come back? Yes. They, they see the writing on the wall. They want this. Andy Reid acted different tonight. I mean, I've seen Andy Reid. This is his 200th win, and he was celebrating there at the end. Did you see that fire he had? And I, it wasn't because he just won 200 and got the sixth all-time in the NFL. That's not why he did that. He did that because of the response by the defense, the way that people stepped up that he's wanted. But he wanted this game so bad, you saw the Chiefs, just the fire this team had to win this game. 
And, yeah, I feel that there must be something about Pat. I mean, they do yeah. know what's going on. For him to have that attitude showed me that he it's not like all the hope is lost because you certainly wouldn't be acting like that if you thought, well, there goes my Super Bowl ring. Well, here's the deal. And this is something that, that will get lost, and I just want to say it quickly because I'm sure everyone's going to want to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Chiefs were only up by two scores when they entered the halftime locker room. This is an injury that could have deflated this team. The Broncos could have came out in the second half and made this a football game, but instead the defense continued to step up in the second half. All of a sudden, it became Joe Flacco versus Matt Moore. We were joking going into this game. Mahomes versus Flacco, Mahomes versus Flacco, no way Flacco. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you feel like, okay, we're on an even playing field. And the defense shut this game down. And it's a key win. And, and credit to that caller. I, I, I forget the name now already. But the fact that the Chiefs are going to need every single victory right now. I, and and, and, this, and this, coming away with this one, under the circumstances, under the mentality you have when you might lose your franchise NFL MVP quarterback and managing the win, impressive to me. Not only that, but uh, you think about just this attitude. Think about the way this game started out. You know, giving Denver those free first downs on the penalties. It was like, here we go again. Right. Same old, you, same old Chiefs You thought defense. they were going to get three and out, and Frank Clark takes the penalty. And well, you're like, oh, here we go again. Here's the deal. I love seeing the defensive enthusiasm. I love seeing the nine seconds. You know what? They stepped up, and they stepped up for Pat. My problem is, where was this all along? You know, there was games where your quarterback was limping around, and they didn't step up. The last four weeks, teams have ran for 190 yards per game on them. It was almost like waiting for Pat Mahomes to come bail you out. And then all of a sudden, you know Pat Mahomes can't bail you out, so you step up and play. I would have liked to have seen this fire the whole season long. It's better late than never, but we finally saw the fire that I thought Spags could maybe bring to this defense. Led by Frank Clark and some of these other guys, but Frank Clark and speci specifically, we were waiting for him to have a game like this. His second and third sacks, here he was after the game talking with Fox. Well, Frank, obviously so many questions heading into this game about the defense. You know, you were very vocal this week, too, saying we haven't been able to shut down an offense. What do you call that? Um... Just a great team, um, a great team effort, I feel. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when you come out here on Thursday night football, after a short week, you know, playing on Sunday, it's hard for every team. You know, the challenge is on us and the Broncos. Um, you know, short week, what, three days to prepare. You know, we have to take that travel. You know, we have to get on that plane, come play in this elevation. And, you know, um, it was a challenge, you know. But our team, um, we held in there, you know, early, um, some early stuff going on. But, you know, we weathered the storm and came out here with a victory. Nine sacks against Joe Flacco. You had two of them. Why was it so easy getting to him tonight? Uh, it's never easy. You know, it's game plan. We study. You know, go, go in and correct your mistakes. You know, last couple of weeks, we haven't been able to get that um, rolling. You know, that's one thing we want to pride ourselves in this week. You know, we came in, we put a focus on that, put a focus on stopping the run. And you see um, ADRs nine sacks later, you know, and we got the job done as an arm team. Coach saying everybody needs to step up, especially now with your quarterback, and we don't know the severity of his injury. You guys came in injured, and, and not knowing how much time he could miss, how did your team rally? Oh, man. Um, you know, Pat's the toughest um, guy on the team yeah. at the end of the day. So I'm sure Pat will be back soon, you know, at the end of the day. But our team, you know, that's how you respond. You know, we got a great um, backup in Matt Moore. You know, he came in there and led our team to the victory. And that's all we can ask for at the end of the day. You know, God to be prepared. And he came in, prepared, and led the way. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you.
Aaron Andrews with Frank Clark talking after the game. That's courtesy of Fox. And you can hear how fired up that Frank Clark is. And we've been talking about this defense since week one. We've all we wanted them to do was match the effort of Patrick Mahomes and the offense and the offseason. All you heard about was how the defense wanted to be a reason that the Chiefs win football games. They were sick of playing this second fiddle. Well, guess what? Now you're going to be in a situation where Patrick Mahomes is probably going to miss Sunday night football next week against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We laughed about how Mahomes versus Flacco. Well, now you're kind of going to get the same thing, but you're getting Matt Moore versus Aaron Rodgers. The defense is going to have to step up if the Chiefs want to have any chance at winning this Sunday night football game. Got the Flacco eight times. They did sack the punter on a stupid fake punt by Denver once to get him nine sacks. That's the most he's ever been sacked. It's the third most. In a long time. Nine sacks is the third most, too, in franchise history. Yeah, and the most since 2013. They played with that attitude. You know, I, I credit Tyron Matthew a little bit about this. He wasn't happy about it. And in the last couple of weeks, he's really been the go-to guy in the postgame when we played it. You know, Pete? And I keep telling you, listen to what he's saying. Talk about everybody stepping up. You seen his tweets? I'm still with us. All this kind of stuff that he's tweeting out. He's an inspiration. Well, they take pride in it. Here's the thing. When you constantly hear how bad you suck, like this defense has heard, and, you know, they have been. I mean, they, they, they have to wear it because they have been bad. Every time they flip on the radio or open the newspaper or watch NFL Network, or they're seeing how bad they are. How about how good Mahomes is and how bad they are? As good as Mahomes is, they, to constantly hear how bad you are, that should serve as fuel. It served as fuel to, uh, tonight. And guess what? They get Aaron Rodgers, who's very good at Lambeau, 500 quarterback actually on the road. Let's go to Cordelia in Philly. You've been waiting a while. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Hi. Good evening. <laughs> hey, um, so I just wanted to appreciate that the exact game that the defense needs to step it up when Mahomes got out was the exact game that the defense did. Have it. Some people fired up about the Chiefs defense, and for good reason. Let's continue with Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Good evening, Pete. Good evening. Uh, yeah, Bink. It was a great uh, defensive win. Boy, how about that defense lights out? The, you know, Frank Clark's coming up, party with two sacks, and uh, now the bad. Uh, if Andy, uh, Bink, I'm with you. If Andy knew uh, that Patrick was hurt, why did he just give it up on fourth down to uh, Sean McCoy and Damian Williams? It didn't make no sense. But uh, anyway, kid, yeah. But, you know, it was a good team win. That defense got to do it again against Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I agree with you, Bink. It was, it was not a good decision. But, you know, I understand it. You know something. But, you know, well, that's the way it goes. Take care of yourself. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Dan calls the show Thanks, a lot. Dan. Been doing this since last year. Never negative. Dan's a good man. That's as negative as Dan will get. He was not happy about the no, fourth Dan down wasn't call. happy about it at all. And Dan's usually happy about everything. And that's, he should be mad. Everybody should be mad because the one thing about it, but see, here's what Andy Reid did, though. That is, that is football. That's what you do. Fourth and short, honestly, the best play you can do analytically, sneak your quarterback. It's the shortest distance to get the first down. But the problem is you have a quarterback that's hobbled up. It's larger. You have a quarterback right. that's a target for every National Football League team he plays, especially in the division. Denver heard all week. I watched all their little press conferences they had from Von Miller, Philip Lindsay, Flacco, all of them. Fangio, you know what they kept hearing? The streak. And Fangio wasn't part of it. That's the eight straight win by the Chiefs over the Broncos. This is embarrassing for that franchise. 
This was a franchise that was in flux. Which direction are they going to go? This was a team that was 0-4 earlier in the season. Chris Harris said he's counting the days down, the games down, until he can get out of Denver. Right. You had Von Miller with a 13-second press conference. Oh, my. They get a couple wins. Von Miller's all chuckles when he's doing his press conference, but they kept hearing about the streak. And you know what? Andy Reid's beaten them eight straight times. Andy Reid's beat the Chargers nine out of ten times. He's beaten the Raiders nine out of ten times. He has owned this division. So despite the Chiefs' struggles, look at the AFC. It's not very good. It's not very good at all. They got to hold the four down until Mahomes can come back. Or we, we, again, I mean, we, we you, still don't you know were already waiting for reinforcements, and we kind of felt like that even with Mahomes playing. I mean, you were going to lose a few football games. Now it gets a little bit more grim. If you want to be realistic, the Chiefs are going to have to bear down. They win this game thirty to six. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride post game show. Please call us through nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Or hit us on the Protein House, E with a Purpose, text line 69306. Let's keep the phone lines moving. I know a lot of people want to get uh, their takes off. Uh, John from KC, what's up? Hey, it's John. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, John. Hey, just make sure I was on. Honestly, it sucks, man, because Mahomes is hurt. Dude, my thing is about Mahomes is that everyone's beating up on Reed. This kid's a gamer. He won the ball. If he had made it, we'd all be celebrating that Reed's finally went fourth and one, and we gave it to the kid. Oh, going for it was great. I mean, that decision was was outstanding. It was the means to it because you put a quarterback. I agree. It has been hobbled up, and you put him at risk. I guarantee you. Any time a quarterback sneaks, he's going to get hit. Regardless, it's impossible not to sneak without getting hit. It's physically impossible to do it. So you were knowingly putting your quarterback at risk. Put in Anthony Sherman. He's a battering ram out there. Yeah, you're seeing right now updates as the media reports on Andy Reid's postgame press conference, which we should have for you uh, coming up later in the show. But uh, Andy Reid's saying that there won't be a, a update on the status or an official update on the status until the team gets back to Kansas City. And he's calling this a freak thing. Yeah, it is a freak thing, but I think in a sneak play, what just bothers me about it, and, and I've said it before, what bothers me about it is your welcoming contact. Everybody knows what a sneak play is. You're welcoming From the contact. And, the defense. and he was already banged up. Yeah. I get it's the other leg. I get it's another different type of injury than the ankle. But at the same time, what are you doing in the first place? I, I, I'm with some of these fans who are calling up uh, and are angry about it. Aaron in Dallas, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Being long-time listener, uh, Pete, what's good? Hey, hey so uh, I just want to get one thing out. The one thing, the pro, the thing is, Andy Reid kept the team together. No matter what we can say, this we've seen teams fold in this situation from high school all the way up to the NFL. He kept them together, and they came up fired up, and they seemed like they wanted to play for the spirit of Mahomes. Uh, the second thing I want to say is, let's just adjust the elephant in the room. We haven't been the same since Green Hunt, San Diego. Damian Williams going to get a third and one. New England. Damian Williams going to get a third and one. Today, they couldn't get third and shorts. Kareem was the engine that made the system go. If you remember in the first couple of games, like the Cincinnati game and other games last year, when the offense stalled, that dude was the dude who, who put it going. And I know it's hindsight's twenty twenty, and we can complain about Reed, but we need to address that durable back that we can always rely on. The reason we're not giving McCoy the ball so much is McCoy doesn't have the burst that he used to. Um, I just wanted to bring something up different than the whole Mahomes thing. I just think that that's the reason why Mahomes got hurt in the first place. And it's just my take. You well, know, so. you, you know, here's, uh, you here's the thing. And it's the shortest distance between two points having the quarterback sneak. I get it. Pete and I talked about this last week when I said, you know, the one thing that's really missing is that go-to guy. So I thought he ran the ball 11 times last week. It's Kareem Hunt. 
I mean, despite what he, I mean, and I know people were enamored with Damian Williams because he had a couple nice games at the end of the year. Bullcrap. The guy's 50 carries the most he's ever had this season. I'll tell you this much. I've never really thought much of Damian Williams because I've never seen him be consistent with it with the larger sample size. Again, we saw one carry in the preseason and he got a nice wheel route. Big deal. But yeah, they miss a guy like Cremont. But I am happy they ran the ball 27 times tonight. Right. And again, I could care less about the yards, but they ran it 27 times tonight. They did have 80 yards because McCoy did or Shady had that nice 22 yard run. But that was nice to see. But you know what? Give the ball to Sherman. Yeah, I, I think he had two carries, seven yards in the battering ram. I think there are other options. I, I understand the caller's point about Kareem Hunt. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I think the Chiefs felt like they moved on because they had to. Again, not necessarily because of the incident, but because the player wasn't being honest with them, and, and they said that's not going to fly in Kansas City. So they ended up moving on. So here you are. You're with LaShawn McCoy. McCoy seems like an option to use there. The sausage seems like an option to use there. Hell, put Kelsey back there. We've seen Kelsey in the backfield take carries before. Why didn't you do that? I understand. With okay. The belldozer. The, the belldozer. I'm not kidding. Your you boy kidding? is another one. I'm not kidding. What, 24 touchdowns his first two years I in Oklahoma, know. running the ball in the end zone? The quarterback sneak is largely successful. I, I am not denying that. But again, using it tonight when he's already hobbled just made no sense and you paid uh, the price because of it, and, and you wonder at this point when Mahomes gets back again. Right now, the word is uh, that he will have uh, Andy Reid I'm talking about. Andy Reid will have an update uh, when they get back to Kansas City. You wonder if that is tomorrow. You would hope that they would have a, a, an update tomorrow. There is a noon conference call with the media, uh, but sometimes, you, you know, Andy Reid says things like, I'll get that to you, so we don't know for sure when a next update is coming. Uh, I'd imagine you, your probably best bet is to look at the channels like Therese and Adam Schefter, uh, James Palmer's another one, Ian Rappaport. You probably will get information from them before anyone else. Oh, it's going to be the most discussed thing. It's when Patrick Mahomes come back. Everybody wants that scoop, wants that story, but you have to wait till the MRI is done. Nobody's that great. Hey, Blake, Blake, Blake Bell, 6'6", 252, 24 rushing touchdowns in 20 games his first two years at OU. Hell yeah. I'm see, I'm looking, I would ask him at training camp. I said, hey, man, you ever ask for the ball? That's <laughs> the belldozer. It's what he does, man. He I, runs. And he, he was a I don't, quarterback. I don't know. Turn tight in. As, as we look at this team, I don't know if the belldozer would have even been a fourth or fifth option. Maybe some belldozer, okay, man. Maybe should have been on the list before the QB. It's a better option than getting your MVP hurt. I'm seeing uh, on the protein house, with a purpose text line, why run Mahomes, cry me a damn river, stuff happens, he'll be fine. Yeah, maybe in three weeks, maybe four weeks, we just don't know right now. Another one from the six. Uh, four one. Put Matt Moore in for a play to do the sneak, then put Mahomes back in. It's that simple. That's okay. a way to get a fumble too. By the way, that you, would be you, you a switch uh, the quarterbacks I mean, around. I bet Bell probably would have fumbled it too. To be quite honest with you, so I get that. But the, the bottom line is they finally stepped up. You know the defense. We wanted to see him step up, but it's because Mahomes got hurt. You step up. Now I don't know if they would have stepped up anyway. They probably would have. The way that the Flacco was playing tonight, they probably would have still been good whether Mahomes played or not. But this team has just relied on Pat Mahomes to do everything for him. I mean everything for him. One of the worst defenses in the history of the National Football League. He was on the doorstep of going to the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes would probably have a ring on had they D Ford been on sides because the Rams weren't playing good football at the end of the year and they still haven't woken up yet. And they probably have a ring. I mean, I, because they I, I think everyone realizes everything. that. Unfortunately, but the, they rely on Mahomes to do everything, and they step up for him. One of the positives, as the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line uh, points out, is the Chiefs did a really nice job against the run, which is something we've been we've been concerned about. Philip Lindsay, 11 carries for 36 yards. Royce Freeman, 
10 carries for 35 yards in the touchdown. That's 70, 71 rushing yards total. It does help when you have a two-touchdown lead heading into the third quarter that the other team becomes a little bit more one-dimensional. Joe Flacco threw 34 passes. Again, nine sacks on the night. Uh, I see lit up right here. Uh, Reggie from Anaheim. What's up, Reg? Hey, man. How's uh, How you guys doing? We're holding up. Yeah, me too. Um, boy, this was this was a bittersweet um, situation. I mean, obviously, I'm you know, I'll start with the positives. Obviously, it was good to see the defense play. Uh, like they had a pair of testicles finally today. That was uh, that was good to see, and uh, it, it makes me wonder, man. Like, where's this effort been all year? Like, do you really have to have your manhood questioned in front of God and and in America before you finally, you know, play with energy and effort and uh, and actually tackle like like it shouldn't have it shouldn't have taken this long, but I'll take you know I'll take the effort and uh, and now we just need to see consecutive performances like this. Um, I was also glad to see that we ran the ball 27 times as we've been calling for that uh, for for weeks. You know to add some balance to the uh, to the offense and and that was good to see. And I think it's clear that Lashawn McCoy is the, the 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 clear number one running back. So maybe we start doing a little bit more game planning for him. And then the third thing is, again, you know, I, and I hear a lot of the fans complaining about the, the quarterback sneak call, but, I mean, at the end of the day, man, this is still football. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you, you, you can't, you know, put kitty gloves on, on football players. And, you know, obviously, yeah, he, he hurt his knee. Luckily, it wasn't his ankle. But, I mean, it's football, and he's, he's a football player. So uh, these things will happen. I'm just hoping that we can salvage the two or three weeks he's going to be out, and, and hopefully Houston and Baltimore lose some games so we get that two seed. All right, take care, guys. Yeah, the uh, Beckwood, he had, he had a, Pat Mahomes had 11 pass attempts tonight. At that point of his 11th, they had five or six carries. So it was almost 50% between the run and the pass with the Chiefs before Mahomes got hurt. My biggest fear is the balance playing quarterback. When you're already dealing with one side, the left side with the hurt ankle, and now you're dealing with the right side with the knee, because he was playing and favoriting that right side. And again, on the quarterback sneak, you're asking for leverage from a hurt ankle on that quarterback sneak. But now you have to strike that balance. You know, what's the good side? Maybe the, maybe the ankle's not bothering him as bad now. Maybe maybe it's not. Right. You know, he didn't wear a brace on the plane. He well, walked off the why. plane it, without it, a brace on and everything else. I don't know. But yeah. I just know that he used that. If you go back and watch it, he's using that, that right leg. For a yeah. lot of lot of pressure to take off the left leg, and he's favoring one side or the other, which which can get you injured, you know, a I mean, different type of injury. But where's he going to get that balance? I think we're we're speculating when we 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 have no idea. No idea. How, I mean, Andy Reid called it a freak thing. Uh, what I will say is, if he does have to miss a couple weeks, he'll probably come back a hundred percent because this thing will heal. That'll allow time for the left ankle to heal. Uh, you don't want Mahomes to miss any time, obviously. But if there's a, a tiny, tiny silver lining, it's that when he does re-enter the lineup, if this does make him miss you know, one to two to three weeks, he'll probably come back fully healthy. By the way, I do want to mention this. Got a text from Ryan Wachowski. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, Therese Paler joins Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. And there really isn't anyone better in Kansas City to hear about this situation from. So be sure to tune into that. 7.30 a.m. tomorrow. Fesco in the morning with Therese uh, Paler. Rod from Topeka wants to talk about the Madden curse, which seems really real right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's Rod from Topeka. First time, long time. Had a question about the Madden curse. 16 of 20 players uh, have been injured. 
for season-ending injuries with the Madden curse. Wanted to get your guys' thought on that in terms of Mahomes. Also wanted to know how many of the sacks do you attribute to the defense actually improving versus Flacco just being dog feces. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. <laughs> Jay, you always get Jay with, with the, the feces jokes, which no, which I, well, appreciate. That's, that's, I wouldn't laugh at the feces joke. I was laughing at the Madden curse because I always talk about the Madden curse. Yes, I believe in it. Um, you know what? I don't believe in Madden this. Sports curse. Illustrated, man. Come on. I don't believe in this in this Madden curse thing. Uh, it, it does. It is a little peculiar. It is. with Antonio Brown and now Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. going down here, uh, having a tough year to Keep begin going. with, and then could miss time now. Uh, when it comes to Peyton Hillis, the sack point. I, I do remember Peyton Hillis. Believe it or not, former chief. Uh, when it comes to the sack point, uh, I. It is something I was thinking about in this game. I, it, it, you do wonder how the defense would fare if Flacco, for example, had the legs of a Deshaun Watson or a Jacoby Brissett. Spagnuolo admitted this going into this game. A stationary quarterback is way easier to defend uh, than one of these guys who is willing and able to run the football like a Watson or Brissett. Flacco was bad. And had Drew Locke been healthy, that might have been where he came in to the game, to be honest with you. But he's on IR, can't come back. Uh, he's going to practice with them week eight, the Lee Summit uh, uh, product that was drafted by the Broncos this year. But Flacco, Flacco was bad. And listen, the defense made him look bad, too. I mean, Flacco's had games where he's looked like a serviceable quarterback. And, you know, they didn't allow him to. Now, the way the defense had been playing, a guy like Flacco would tear him up. Cortland Sutton, a lot of yards. 6'4 wide receiver out there. Would have hurt him, this running game. But the defense did step up tonight. Don't take anything away from them. This Denver team was feeling themselves a little bit. They were confident. But the AFC, if there's any silver lining tonight, it's that your defense has some confidence now. They got, they got nine sacks today. That, that, that's big time for this defense. And they shut down the run for a team that was going to run down their throats. And they heard about it all week. But you can't be a one-trick pony. You can't be a one-hit wonder. You have to parlay this in to next week against the Green Bay Packers. You get a couple extra days off. So they got to parlay this in there. Make this sound real. Make this look real. Anthony, Anthony Hitchens, there were shades of Derek Johnson the way that he was playing tonight. <laughs> Emmanuel Ogba was a guy, Pete, that, uh, and I will say, when you and I interviewed him, he liked me much more than he did you because he wouldn't give you a long answer. But I asked him, too. I said, the pass is defended. Believe it or not, we think of Chris Jones swatting the ball down all the time. Sure. They came in the same draft. Ogba was 32nd in that draft, and Chris Jones was 37th. Now, Ogba was technically a second rounder because the Patriots uh, and Tom Brady and the deflate gate and that whole deal. But he he passed defended two tonight. He gets his hands in the air. He actually well, has I mean, more than Chris Jones. This is, he got his 20th tonight. I mean, just the, the way that the defense played, the way that Hitchens showed up, Frank Clark showed up, um, Emmanuel Ogba, Okafor, who, I mean, he looked great tonight. I. I understand. The it, defensive it is, man's finally playing like Spags once. It is Joe Flacco. The Broncos were playing from behind most of the second half. The Chiefs can only play who they play, right? So you're happy about the defense. Frank Clark, one thing that he has said is the sacks come in bunches. You hope, uh, as we've been talking about, that they can build off of this game. That's going to be the key. Another silver lining of this thing is you have one of the most creative uh, play callers on offense in the history of the game. So if there's anyone that could figure this out on how to beat the Packers over 10 days without Patrick Holmes, I have confidence in Andy Reid. 
The Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show is presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Call us, 913-576-7610, or hit us on the Protein House. Eat with the purpose. Text line 69306. He's Jay Binkley. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll be right back. We'll talk more Chiefs and Broncos. The Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. The Arrowhead Pride Tailgate Show with Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson gets you set for Chiefs football all season long with the fastest and loudest pregame show in KC. The week's biggest storylines, fantasy football updates, stadium reports. And remember when 15 went low-look pass? Well, we've got some tricks up our sleeve this year as well. Then after the game, stay tuned for the Arrowhead Pride postgame show with Pete and Bink for instant reaction to the game, plus your calls. Our teams, our town, 610 Sports Radio. Back to the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. The Chiefs with a 30-6 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. But the big storyline is uh, we don't really know what's going on with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Pete Sweeney hanging out with uh, Jay Binkley. Nick Price behind the glass. Uh, Jay uh, it's a weird night. You feel good about the Chiefs' yeah. defense, but you don't know about Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. That is a good feeling, but let me feel good about the defense. Been waiting for a game like this. Uh, you had said that Joe Flacco was elite earlier on. I today. never said that. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. Uh, no, but uh, Vic Fangio, don't forget, Denver, this is this is their way of Mahomes proofing this division. Everybody else went out and got offensive minds to be head coaches. Denver, in Elway, goes defense. Vic Fangio, come over from the Bears. Matt Nagy, you know, he knows the system. He worked with Nags in Chicago. What's he going to do? You even asked that question to Vic Fangio on the conference call. He was asked that question in Denver. What would you learn from Matt Nagy about this this Chiefs offense? And he wouldn't really give you anything, did Vic Fangio. But remember, when when teams are trying to Mahomes-proof this division, this is is Denver's report. I don't know if injuring him is what they meant by that. that, No, that's not it. And the Broncos, the players there, they were showing their their respect to Mahomes. They they didn't want to see that. They respect the guy I'll never forget after Mahomes played there a couple years ago, his rookie season, that final game of the year, it was Von Miller and Akeem Tlaib after the game, you know, showering praise on Patrick Mahomes. They didn't mean to do anything. I mean, they were, I mean, the fans may be a different story, but the players for the Broncos were completely, uh, they were kind of upset about the thing. But the bottom line is, this is always response. You know, he, he's constantly got the quarterback position wrong. Manning made him look good because Manning would make anybody look good. But Denver in this division, you know, you've got to find that answer for Mahomes. They thought they had the answer with Vic Fangio. This game was lined up for Denver. This game was lined up. The Chiefs could not stop the run. Denver was finally starting to run the ball better. They were running for 116 yards a game going into this. Coming off a game where Carlos Hyde looked good. Marlon Mack was hobbled up and looked good. Kerryon Johnson had a 2.6-yard average. Still goes for a hundy against the Chiefs' defense. This, was, this game was tailor-made for the Broncos. They were feeling themselves. They were coming off a shutout. They'd won their last two games. The Chiefs had lost two straight home games. You know, this was going to be Denver's game. This was going to be a game set for them, and Mahomes leaves the game. This team has to be reeling. Think about what the Chiefs did to their psyche. They've now lost eight times. If any game was going to be on a silver platter for this team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, that was tonight. Short week, you're playing at home. Laundry list of injuries for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're ever going to beat them if you're Denver? Tonight's the night. What the Chiefs did is they created this self-doubt with the Denver Broncos. And Andy Reid has been owning the well, AFC West. Right? I mean, the, I mean it's, it's, a two, it's a two-division race now. It's 2015, two- he was 5-1 and one against the division. Then 6-0. and oh, Then 5-1. and one, Then 5-1. and one. Now 2-0. and oh. He owns the AFC West. 
this was their chance, Pete. This was their chance with all the intangibles, and they didn't get the job done. Right. I think coming into this game, and we mentioned it on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, uh, it really seemed like the perfect storm for the Chiefs. They were entering a situation where their boat uh, was going to go, um, it was going to flip, and everyone was going to drown, and that, and it was the perfect storm. And uh, even in the first quarter, I mean, with their second quarter, Mahomes goes out, things are going even more wrong, and they found a way to survive Matt Moore, even at times in this game, that pass to Tyree Kill, that was an absolute dime. And and who would have expected that Moore would be able to come in and do that? Kudos to him being a veteran, took a year off of football, was ready to come in. And I'm not saying Moore is Patrick Mahomes, but did enough for the Chiefs uh, to win 30-6. Uh, to six. Jay, I do want to mention this to our listeners. Patrick Mahomes did tweet. He said, awesome team win. Love my brothers. Uh, thank you for all the prayers. Everything looking good so far. A lot of exclamation points. That makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, and he's a tough guy. He walked off the field. I mean, it's just the way he is. He's a gamer, and the team wants to win for him. The Chiefs, they, they definitely, they know what the, uh, who the guy is for the Kansas City Chiefs. They respect him. He's earned their respect. That's one of the hardest things to get in the NFL, and he got it right away. Like, he earned these players' respect, and that's tough to do. That is tough. You think the Broncos respect Joe Flacco? He's got a Super Bowl. You think they respect him? No. There was no respect out there for Joe Flacco. Mahomes has the respect. It became clear tonight, and I was kind of saying it before as you were talking, Jay, it's a two-team race in the AFC West. The Chargers lost to this Broncos team. And this Broncos team, if you, I understand you're down two touchdowns. If you can't come back in this game and have Joe Flacco beat Matt Moore, you're not a team that's going to make the playoffs this year. You're just not. No, this was a, this was a, a pivotal game for the Broncos. Which direction are they going? Have they won? One game back of the Chiefs. But no, they've lost eight straight. Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. Speaking of Andy Reid, uh, the Chiefs head coach addressed the media, of course, with all of this talk and speculation regarding uh, Patrick Mahomes and what's thought to be a patella dislocation. Here's Andy Reid speaking to the media after the game. Matt did a nice job of stepping in there, and um, we didn't have to really back down on anything we we had called. We were able to just pick up from right right where we left off, and and uh, I was proud of him. You know, he's not getting any younger, so for him to get in there uh, and do what he did, he he did a heck of a job. Um, our defense, I mean, what can you say? Our defense stepped up big tonight, and uh, against uh, an offense that's been playing well, especially in the run game, and and uh, they're very talented. I think Vic, uh, for all the Bronco fans here, Vic has done a nice job with this football team, and uh, and they're they play hard and aggressive, and and um, it was a. Are you good here? All right. Um, anyways, he didn't. Uh, he's done a nice job with the football team. So uh, I can go through and name all the things, but the nine sacks jumps out at you. Um, the rushing yardage total that they had jumps out at you. So those are those are plus. Those are those are all plus. My band back here. Hey, you're in the room all by yourself, dude. No, you're all right. That's okay. All right, here we go. <coughs> all right, time's yours. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a called play. Yeah, yeah, that was called. Probably shouldn't have called it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Hey, I mean, very not too many people get hurt on a sneak, and so it's a freak thing, and uh, you know, it happens. So 
you know, I was proud. I was proud of our guys stepping up and, you know, they didn't let down, which can you've seen that over the years. You've seen teams that let themselves down after one of your best players or the best player gets, <clears throat> gets hurt, in particular the quarterback. And I was proud that our guys just stepped up and, and kept battling and, and really uh, everybody up their game, I thought. Sound of Andy Reid's brought to you by Fox 4. Uh, thank you for Fox 4 for uh, some of the sound from the Chiefs head coach. You heard him sort of talking to, I don't know what was going on there, but it seemed like someone was a little confused or talking during the press conference, and Reid kind of made light of it. Uh, you heard him there talking about uh, the sneak, and really, as you can hear from Reid, no regrets on it, and he said it was a freak thing. Uh, it, it it seemed like this is not something he's going to be thinking twice about. But it's a high percentage play. I mean, many coaches use it. Again, the greatest of all time, Bill Belichick, uses it all the time with Tom Brady. And it is a high percentage because the shortest distance between two points at straight line from the quarterback going through. I, I wouldn't have done it with a quarterback that's already hobbled up because he is going to be hit. And whether it's the guys from the push from behind from the running back position or the defense getting you, you are putting him in a susceptible situation. I would have used the fullback, Anthony Sherman. That's why you, you, you carry Sherman on the team. I would have done that, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. What's done is done. Uh, but Andy Reid's different, though, isn't he? I told you, just his reaction on selling. I told you before the season, he just seems like a happier dude. And I know it's not the 200 wins. He could care less about that. I, I think he could. Yeah, but, but the reasons that he was happy prior to the season, I mean, that would have nothing to do with tonight because I feel like it's the connection of Mahomes. I yeah, mean, you're not going to be without you're going to be without Mahomes next. This was a hallelujah moment for him with his defense because they came the through. defense. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. came through. Yeah, they came through. He, I mean, Matt Moore. I mean, if you're a Denver, you're sitting here. Matt Moore outplayed Joe Flacco, but the bottom line is Andy Reid seems pumped up. Like he, he just some, something seemed different in the way he acted because he, he's a really non-emotional guy after a game. He genuinely looked. Pumped up, had that little move he gave Tyree Kill, you know that little uh, dance move he did there on the sideline. A little Andy jiggle, Reed, yeah. Andy Reid was having some fun tonight. Let's continue with the Chiefs head coach. Coach, you talked about the, the change on the defensive side. It might take a little bit of time. Is this just a matter of time before things started to click? Yeah, listen, you felt like it was close, and I know sometimes it didn't look that way. Uh, for people, but there, there, you felt like you, you were just. You know, I mentioned some of those stats to you about the red zone and you know quarterback ratings and all the, these things that go with it and um, turnovers. And so um, it doesn't mean much until it all comes together. So tonight it did. Now it's important that you continue to build on that, and and so that that will be the challenge um, as we go forward, as it is every week. I mean. You, this isn't the end of the season, so uh, we, we got to keep keep going. Yeah, no, I did. He, he's in a, he's in a good place. I mean, he was in a good place on the field when when it happened. He, he grimaced. Our 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 doc was phenomenal and just calming everything down. Um, you know, Dr. Shreppel, he just kind of calmed the storm right there, and and uh, and and Pat was good, felt very comfortable with him. You know, he he refused to get in that cart. <laughs> so, um, and uh, but listen, he, he um, I did have a chance to answer your question in a long about way here. Yes, I did have a chance to talk. Coach, you talk about the defense playing well. What does it do for their confidence going forward? Yeah, well, I, listen, I know. I know it won't hurt, right? So I, I, I know that. Um, it, the important thing is though, that you keep grinding. And this is both sides of the ball and special teams because we're nowhere near 
where uh, where we need to be. And so uh, we got to keep working and and, and grinding. We gotta coach better. We got to play better. And um, we just got to. It's a, it's a, you know we got a lot of season left here. So Andy Reid, courtesy of Fox Four, the Chiefs head coach, talking after the team's thirty to six win over the Denver Broncos. This is coming in from ESPN's Adams Teicher, a quote from Laurent Duvernay Tardif on the sneak play. Uh, he was saying, it's out, it's out. Nobody really understood what he meant at the time, and then we saw it, of course, talking about what they're calling a patella dislocation for Patrick Mahomes. And as far as the uh, quarterback sneak being a good call or not, like analytics would say do it. Analytics are full into the quarterback sneak. Check this out, Pete. On third and fourth down in the NFL since 2015, an inside zone run up the middle, no pulling lineman or lead blockers, called 1,193 times. Now, Outside counterpart going to the outside has been called 295 times. Quarterback sneaks, third in the list with 266. So the quarterback sneak, the most underutilized thing. Analytics will say this is the proper way to do it. However, I would bite against conventional wisdom saying, do you want to do this with your franchise on a hobbled leg? That, that's, that's the other part of this equation. Analytics are this, great. The, this is an analytics thing, but you have to take the full thing into account. It's, it's a huge sample size, right? Like, so... I think you got to approach the, the things nowadays. Like, analytics have never been better in the NFL, right? So you take analytics, but you also got to be realistic. You got to take in, okay, we need this guy. This guy is our season. I, I just, it's not a play that I recall the Chiefs doing a ton with Mahomes. Brady does it all the time. And I, 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 I bet Mahomes will learn from this. Not to say that he put himself in danger, but I bet you he does it a little differently next time to maybe protect himself a little bit more in, in some fashion. I mean, it'd be very hard to. I mean, I, I, it's I, a freak thing. I, you know what? I, I guess you know it's you could avoid a freak thing by not calling the play. I understand Reggie's point where he says this is football at a certain point. I just don't like the mentality when you you know one of the major things you have to do is win but win in a way that you protect the quarterback who is already hobbled in a way. Uh, let's continue with the Chiefs head coach. Here's Andy Reid. Coach, to that point, what did you all do this week differently? Coach, to have performance tonight? Well, we didn't have a whole lot of practice. I mean, you know, it's Thursday. So, I mean, this, these Thursday games, your practice are way different. Uh, you, you know, you don't put any equipment on. You just got to go out and go through the plays and, and do your thing. But as far as the scheme, nothing really changed as far as the scheme other than what you'd normally do for a team, getting ready for a team. Now, listen, we're in that RPO thing, <clears throat> and so some of it depends on what you're, what what you're, uh, you know, what you're getting, uh, the looks you're getting. So, uh, but we did have some just called runs that I thought we did well with, and. Um, you know, they, they, they worked well. So. And, and you talked about uh, Pat having some tests uh, coming up, but you have a sense for now on how long he's going to be out? I have no, no. I'm, I'll know more, you know, in the next few days. We'll, we'll get it to you. You know that. So we're not going to, we're not hiding this stuff from you. We just need time to evaluate it, you know. This is your first extended look at Matt in the game situation. Did you learn anything about him? Yeah, he's, uh, He's got, you know, he's got ice water in the veins, that, that whole deal. He doesn't uh, flinch. There is no panic. Um, he goes, let's go. I'm, I know it all. I'm, I'm good. Just call it and, and let's roll. So. 
Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, courtesy to Fox 4, making points about Matt Moore there at the end. If the defense is going to play this well, then I feel okay about Matt Moore. I don't think you're ever going to feel good about Matt Moore. Okay is probably the max. But if the defense can, can build on this game and look like they did tonight, you feel okay about the Chiefs being able to at least win half their games until Mahomes returns. Well, and the RPO is such a big, big thing with Andy Reid and the offense. You know, it's something that they utilize to great success. It's the reason why Cliff Kingsbury's in the NFL. It's why Gary Patterson at TCU watched the Chiefs film because of the RPOs. Now, Matt Moore came out of Oregon State in 2007. Now, he's been in the NFL. What's the RPO game like for Matt Moore? Is it going to be more, you know, just traditional handoff? Is it going to change how Andy Reid calls a game with Matt Moore? Because the RPO thing, I mean, Pat Mahomes is the master of that. I think Andy Reid adapts the playbook to his players. Matt Moore does not scream like an RPO quarterback to me. I think you go more traditional. You find a way to grid out wins. You rely on your defense, who suddenly looked fantastic tonight. You hope that they can do that one more time. Jay, before we uh, get another point, let's just finish up with the Chiefs head coach. And we need to just get a little, yeah, just get a little of that rust. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, listen, we're we're good. What, whatever direction this thing goes, we're, we're you know we're, we'll be good. We got to work hard and do our thing, and then you trust whoever's in there. You you roll with it. So um, it, it doesn't that doesn't uh, you don't flinch on that. Coach, you talked about this earlier, but on the short week, the way the guys come out play, you speak to Barry and Rick and some of those guys behind the scenes to make sure the guys. Yeah, uh, so Barry, our strength coach, I thought um, the whole department there did a good job. And they've done that throughout the year. I mean, they work their tail off, and and then Rick and and the medical crew. I mean, we've been banged up just a little bit. I think we know that. So um, our guys uh, did a great job of getting guys back, the, <clears throat> the ones that did play. And then uh, you know we get this little break here, and and uh, we should be able to get some more guys back, which is a which is a plus. But they those people work their tail off. You're in the building, you know that, so you you get a chance to see how that how that goes and and. Uh, yeah, appreciate you asking that. Coach, when you think about 200 regular season wins, what comes to mind? I'm old. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I really don't think about all that stuff. I, I, you're, uh, that old saying, you're only as good as the next one, right? I mean, that's that holds true in the National Football League. I mean, I, I'm, I've been around long enough to know that. So you gotta, you gotta keep grinding. Um, but I appreciate you asking that, though. Coach, did the decision Last start, question. Did the decision start with Shaman Boyd tonight over Damian Boyd? There's nothing that you saw right No, we don't care. Either one of them, uh, you know, they're both good players. And you saw uh, Daryl come in, too, and play. And so we, we don't care. They're they're all – those are quality guys. Uh, you know, Sean had a nice night, though, so he did play well. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, good. That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, courtesy of Fox 4. Another update from NFL Network's J- James Palmer a minute ago after the locker room was closed to the media. I'm told Patrick Mahomes came out of the training room without crutches and was walking on his own. I asked if there was anything on his knee, and I was told wearing sweats, not able to really tell. Uh, one thing about Andy Reid, I, I, and then I'll, I'll let you kind of weigh in, Jay, here. Um, I found in that press conference, and I've made it very clear, I'm not, I'm not big on, on the, the sneak call, but I found in that press conference, you really saw the 21 years of head coaching experience because at least, I don't know if he's pretending, I don't know if he's just feeling good off of the win, maybe he's excited about the weekend, but the feeling that he kind of gave off through, through all those, those clips, 
is one of calmness and one of, look, you know, we have 10 days to manage this. Whatever happens, we're going to find a way to at least compete. Uh, and that's exactly, I think, what you need if you're the players on this team because there could be a level of panic here. I mean, you're talking about the NFL MVP uh, before tonight, a defense that didn't look great. And now your season is up in a little bit of a question and you need that rock. And at least in the press conference, again, I, I just felt Andy Reid felt uh, like he was really confident and, and more, more than anything, calm. These are the games the coaches love. Because what hadn't been working did work. The defense stepped up. He had a backup quarterback in. You know, had to challenge him. You know, what Patrick Mahomes out there is Matt Moore. What kind of plays are you going to call for Matt Moore to have success? Now, the early on play calls were very good. I felt like they were really protecting Pat Mahomes in the ankle with the, with the mix of pass and run. It was almost at a 50% clip. But Andy Reid did tie. They brought that up. He did tie Marty Schottenheimer for 200 wins. He's going to blow past him. Curly Lambeau. Next on the list, number five with 226. But the bottom line is, is you know, these are the, these are the games that coaches win. Keep this in mind. They had five starters inactive tonight. Five of them between Watkins and Fisher, Jones, Wiley, and Fuller. That's 33% of your 22 starters out of the game. You're going with 77% of what you started the season with. It's, that's, a, that's a big hit to go through. This is why coaches like it. That you have all these guys inactive. Yeah, you can still find a way to win. I think they take more solace in a win like this than if Mahomes would have gone out there and thrown 500 yards and six touchdowns and made it look easy. They had to work for this one, and I think they appreciate it. As a coach, this is a dream type of game. Yeah, I said it. I mean, it could have unraveled in the second half. The Chiefs didn't allow that to happen. Get in touch with us, 913-576-7610. You guys that have been on hold have been waiting a while. Let's get to you. Uh, you from KC, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Hanging out, man. Um, well, I got a couple things. Uh, it won't take too long. Um, I'll admit it. I wasn't happy about the QB sneak play, and I definitely was really upset when I saw the the uh, saw Mahomes get injured. But one thing I will recognize is that this will help Andy Reid uh, be more creative with play calling because I felt like he kind of gotten uh, monochromatic, or I don't even know if that's the word I want to use. But um, that's a nice word, no matter what, though. <laughs> well, I think he got. I think he got one dimensional, and it, it it showed. And now, maybe we'll see some more plays. I think Bing stole my thunder when he said when he said, "Give it to the sausage man. Give it to him." <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, that's a good point from you. I, you're keeping a fullback as one of these 53 players. Use him. Carried it twice tonight for seven yards. Absolutely, use him in that situation. But Andy Reid. You know, he had to get creative, and were the plays a little stale? I think so. I think so. I think you, I think they were outcoached against Frank Reich. And to be honest with you, I think when you blow a lead to the Texans at home, that wasn't good either, especially when you sit there and see 11 carries. I mean, there was more of a concentrated effort to run the football. Again, it's not the yards. It's, it's, it's the attempts, Pete, because what is, it's one thing for him to be missing Watkins. And when he was missing Hill and Watkins, you're taking away the play-action pass away from Pat Mahomes. Unless you're showing the ability and the want to to run the football, that's all you have to do is, is keep the defense honest. And I felt tonight they did a nice job of that. 913-576-7610. Big T, you're up, man. Hey, uh, yeah. First, I like to uh, get to a few points. But first, man, I like to take my hat off to Andy Reid. 200 wins, uh, adversity. 
went into uh, a Denver short week division rival and got the win. He owns that division. He owns uh, uh, the uh, the Broncos. He sent them back down into the cellar where the stench where they belong. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, Bink, earlier in the week I talked to you about. I said, "Hey, how many times do you think they're going to get the Flacco, Bing?" And and you didn't really answer. You we just kind of talked. And I I just thought this would be a good week that we could <laughs> pound Flacco into the ground like a bug. We crushed well, they were twenty fourth of the NFL with eleven bug. sacks coming into the game. Man, they did. Hey, you know, and and, and let's everybody. Big T. They great. had eleven sacks all year, and they had nine tonight. They had eleven the whole they, year. Hey, everybody should be celebrating tonight. Yeah, it's like everybody broke up hey, with their girlfriend tonight. Wait till the MRI. It's like Debbie, De- oh my God, the world's ending. Hey, we can't wrap our quarterback in a glass case, everybody. I have, you know, we that was a woolly veteran uh, coach who got us through the victory. Big T, if team. you want to go to a parade, you need him. Yeah, that's hey, the man, thing. We, hey, I know we need him, but you know what? We can't sit there and go. I, you know, I have a feeling no matter what play was called. Any play that was called on that play, if he would have got hurt, we'd be second-guessing the coach. And that's why we're fans, and that's why we're radio guys, and that's why we're you know, all calling in second-guessing Andy Reid. That's why he's the one 200 That's why he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, and that's why he will lead us to the Super Bowl. We need to stand behind our team right now through this adversity. Matt Moore didn't do too shabby. He got a nice, nice touchdown to, to Tyree Kill. We need to stand behind. Did you listen to the quarterback, what you guys were just saying, what he said? Hey, I stand behind my brothers. I stand behind my team. Uh, this is the football. That's just how football happens. You know, if he gets, we go through the season, oh, my God, if he gets hurt, people are going to be gunning for him. It wasn't even something that a player hurt him on the other team. It was just one of them freak things. The Channel 4 is reporting maybe something with a kneecap. It's not going to be all that bad, everybody. I think we, I think we came through smelling like roses tonight. Well, you would hope so, but let's not get crazy about that more. He had a 52% completion percentage. I appreciate the call, Big T. Let's just be real for a second. This defense could look outstanding. You're not going to be a top-five unit. It's not going to get built into that, but it can be good. It can be good enough, right? If you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you're not winning the Super Bowl. That's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. If he's done for the year... You're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Flacco almost had 10% more completion percentage. He had 61.8 compared to Matt Moore at 52%. Uh, Double J from KC, you've been waiting a while, too. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking the call. You know, I just want to say uh, great win tonight. Uh, Defense played much out. Uh, I was impressed with them after the last two weeks that they had uh, against uh, Houston and Indeed, they struggled, but it was great to see what they did tonight. Franchex, uh, Matt Moore, he came in and stepped up when he needed to after Pat went, after Pat went down. Uh, Pat, we're thinking about you. Uh, get well soon, man, uh, and hopefully we have you back on the field. But it just was a nice win. Uh, uh, and uh, I want your guys' opinion on this. If I'm, if I'm Andy, I say, down tomorrow with Brett Beach, and uh, I called number seven up, who was coach last year for you during the uh, preseason and uh, training camp. Mike Fick, bring him in. Why not? Fick is one of the RPO. Let's do it. Mike Vick in a Chiefs uniform. What do you think about that, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Tyler Bray? Yeah, he's in Chicago, right? He's in Chicago. Kyle Schirmer, you know, bring him up. 
uh, Kyle Shermer will probably, if if again Mahomes uh, can't go He's next week, probably going to end up being your your backup. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's a lot of speculation right now. You don't know how this is going to go. Um, it, it from what it seems like, the indications are that a man's kneecap was put back on tonight. Uh, so that's just something you need to think about uh, when you're you're evaluating this. Uh, Michael, all the way in Vancouver, what's on your mind? Hey guys, you there? Yeah, we're here, man. Okay, um, I just kind of have a question. So I mean, obviously, we all came into the season after being the one seed last year. Um, expecting either that one or two spot. And, you know, if I saw a report about three weeks, we can expect or whatever. Um, with a setback like this, say we lose three straight, fall to five and five, do you think that one or two seed is out of reach? If you lose five games, I, I would think that the one seed is out of reach. Uh, definitely the one seed. Um, there have been some seasons, right, where, where you can maybe squeak in the two, but I would think the bye is, is out. The one seed it looks tough right now because New England's got you by a couple, and they have you at home. Right. And that, the New England game, Chiefs game, is going to be... Uh, the fact that they play each other does help, though, now. That does help. You it know, does, because you can, do, you can deal them a loss and, and get the tie And the Chiefs are right there with them in both games. If you're a Chiefs fan, which I'm sure a lot of you are, you got to root for New England to drop one of these somewhere along the line, and it and it's it's a tough ask because that defense looks well. They have three bye weeks. Really, they have a bye week, really and they have good. the Dolphins twice. Uh, David Chow, Pro Football Doc, right? He put out a column in the uh, San Diego Union Tribune about this injury, and uh, he's well respected. Would you say that Dr. David Chow is? Yeah, Pro Football Talk. He says uh, Chiefs quarterback Mahomes uh, with a patella dislocation, but he says. Thankfully, this is not a knee dislocation. There are no nerve, artery, or ACL injuries. However, it's still significant. Amazingly, Mahomes walked off. But that doesn't mean this is not a big deal. The injury is a tear of the uh, MPFL. Most times for professional athletes, this requires surgery as the kneecap becomes unstable. It is, it is possible to try to rehab and return the season with the brace and delay surgery until the offseason. But that is not a plan that comes with guarantees. I just don't think anyone knows. No, no. No offense to Mr. Dr. Chow. No, I mean, Dr. Chow knows a lot more than I know, but the the MRI machine would tell you everything. You you wish almost that MRI... The one they don't have in Denver. You know, x-ray glasses, you almost wish that MRI glasses existed, because then you'd know right away. Here's the thing. If you say, what does Denver do? They usually take people to a hospital, I guess, in Denver would be what they would do. I don't know if there's any hospitals nearby there, but I'm sure that... Denver's got to get it together. Like, get an MRI machine at your stadium. That's an embarrassing thing. I mean... The Raiders stadium that they're moving to Las Vegas from is the most embarrassing stadium with the dirt. This is a close second. How do you not have an MRI machine when there's football players playing professional football? It's had nine different football? names to it, you know? What's In that? Power Field. Did you even know that? What? That's the new name, right? Yeah. I thought it was Sports Authority Field. It's not anymore? No, it's like seven names ago. Uh, the Chiefs had to go to their backup quarterback in this game, Matt Moore. Uh, I bet you Matt Moore didn't think he would be at the podium tonight, but he was. Here he is talking to the Kansas City media. Yeah, football-wise, uh, a couple series. I think that was pretty evident. Um, you know, shorted shorted some throws and missed some stuff, some some stuff that, you know, I think, we, you know, a quarterback should hit. But uh, kind of got into a real, little rhythm there as, as the game went on, and, and Coach Reed had a nice flow going with play calls and um, made, me, made me feel comfortable as we went on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone's got a job to do on every play. That was a great job by those guys by Tyreek getting open, and that was a heck of a call, really. Um, 
and so to hit it obviously is uh, that was exciting for sure. Now when you see Pat go down, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? What are you thinking in that moment? Well, to go up? yeah, um, I was devastated for him. Um, obviously, you know he's been dinged up and he's popped up pretty quick before, and so this one obviously wasn't that case. And um, so I just hope I hope he's okay. I don't, you know, but uh, at the same time. Um, we got to go win a football game and um so you know i've been in this position before um and you just kind of got to move forward and, and and go um you know just wishing the best for your buddy and how many of you have a chance to say anything to each other no i i patted him on the chest when he when he was walking off the field and and wished him well and that was it what were your, what was your message to your teammates when you go into the huddle knowing that Patrick Mahomes just got hurt? Yeah. How important was it for you to kind of calm him down, let them know that you were not Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I went in there and I don't even remember what I said, but just to something to let them know that we were going to be all right and kind of got them fired up a little bit and um, just said, you know, said, hey, I, I need you guys. You guys need me. Let's, let's go here and uh, bail me out, you know, help me. And let's go. And that was kind of that's kind of how what I said. Are you confident enough in what your your abilities that you could lead this football team? I think so. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be standing up here. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've I've played in this league before. Um, just like everybody, I've had my ups and downs. But uh, yeah, confidence is is for sure there. Um, and obviously, it's going to grow day by day. Um, you know, so. I'm, I'm, I feel good. Matt, do you have any kind of sense for how long? I don't. I don't know anything. Um, I, I don't. Matt, you get a big win, but that goes down. What's, what's going to be the Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty common theme. You know, excited for the win, division opponent, road game, uh, all things that are hard to do. But at the same time, you know, a guy like Patrick gets hurt, um, it can be deflating. And uh, he's obviously a. a a huge part of this team, a huge part of the league. Um, so you just hate to see that. Um, we all know that injuries are a part of this game. Um, you know, he's going to, whatever it is, he's going to do his best to get back out as quick as he can. And he'll move forward that way. And in the meantime, we'll all move forward in the, in the way that we can. What did you see on the touchdown? He was running. And uh, I just told myself, don't short it. And uh, it ended up working out. He uh, he did a great job coming underneath coverage and then turning it up and um, you know beat his guy and, and I just put it up. How much have you had a chance to practice? He's been out a while. Yeah, not very much. I mean, there was a couple times when he was working back in. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple throws in practice, not many. Matt, do you ever worry when a quarterback's team is called on? possibly getting injured no no i mean it's uh, there's a million other things that were running through my head tonight so i didn't i didn't think of that at all no last one would be from a coach not too long ago and then getting this opportunity standard what does it mean to you standing your cap over the past six, eight months? yeah it's been a wild yeah half a year or whatever but um I, you know i'm proud to get a win to go in and and play with this team and like I said get a road win in the division um, again the circumstances are unfortunate and and I wish him well we all know that but um, you know it feels good to come in and, and win a ball game um, obviously it was a you know all three phases were huge uh, you know so but 
it was good to, to get a win. Last one, Adam. Uh, Matt, what did Pat say when he broke you guys down in the locker room at the top of uh, you know, he, he's he's an inspirational guy. He said something. He said a bunch of stuff about coming in. Uh, you know, team win, gave a bunch of props to the defense. Defense played outstanding tonight. Um, and just kind of brought us together and broke us down. It was... He said something about me, yes, and uh, guys cheered. And he said, how about my guy, Matt, or eight i don't know what he said something like that <laughs> i'm trying to downplay this if you can't tell I'll give you a next yeah i'll be Thanks, sure to guys. keep track thank you. thank you matt moore just so happy just very forgetful uh, about what happened in the locker room is the driver's seat of the ferrari now um yeah matt moore's uh feeling pretty good about himself and uh he wasn't going to answer the question how long's pat out i he's like he, it's like the media wants to know ah, it'll be three weeks guys it'll be three weeks he's uh, gonna be out three it's weeks not, it's not dr moore yeah, it's not Dr. Matt Moore. Matt Moore, an undrafted free agent in 2007, took 2018 off when the Chiefs called him. He was on a practice field in Florida as an assistant coach of a high school football but team. But he scouted for the Dolphins at the combine. So for the high... The, that doesn't matter. He wasn't the playing. The worst team in the NFL. He wasn't playing. Is what I'm, my, that is my point. That's what I'm alluding to here. You're going to tell the audience he was on the ordered his, He was on the high school football field. You ordered his jersey. Field. So you go from the NFL MVP... MVP Matt. ...to a high school football coach, ex quarterback yeah. comes in leads the chiefs to a 30 to 6 victory tonight ball. on thursday gamer, night football when we come back it's time for ap sounds of the game you're listening to the arrowhead pride post game show the arrowhead pride post game show presented by 7th street casino The creepy coffin of Lucky Loot is haunting the 7th Street Casino all through Halloween. Play all month long for entries to win your share of over $20,000 in Lucky Loot that we're giving away October 31st. Come on, Kansas City. Play creepy coffin of Lucky Loot and win bigger at 7th Street Casino. Kansas City's only all-slots casino located in the heart of downtown KCK. Don't get hot under the collar when the fire marshal visits your business. Stay cool knowing Keller Fire and Safety has you covered. Protecting businesses in the KC Metro since 1950. Keller Fire and Safety. KellerFire.com The creepy coffin of Lucky Loot is haunting the 7th Street Casino all through Halloween. Play all month long for entries to win your share of over $20,000 in Lucky Loot that we're giving away October 31st. Come on, Kansas City. Play creepy coffin of Lucky Loot and win bigger at 7th Street Casino. Kansas City's only all-spots casino located in the heart of downtown KCK. There's something different about a diamond from Diamonds Direct. It sparkles more. It's more brilliant. It stands out. People notice it more. You know why? It starts with owners who are obsessed with quality and perfection. Every diamond at Diamonds Direct is handpicked for maximum brilliance. We know how to get the perfect cut that gives you that magic sparkle. In fact, we're so picky. For every 100 diamonds we look at, we will usually only choose about five to bring back to our showroom. Then, to give you the ultimate in confidence, our diamonds are certified by the most stringent and most reputable American Gem Labs. In fact, Diamonds Direct has one of the largest selections of GIA certified diamonds in the country. Our passion for quality extends to the rings we sell too. 
Our engagement rings are not cookie cutter. They're handcrafted by the world's top ring designers with intricate detail and true artisan craftsmanship made right here in America. No cutting corners, no compromises. That's why you can always spot a diamond from Diamonds Direct. Kansas City's direct diamond importer at 119th and Row. Online, DiamondsDirect.com. Play the creepy coffin of Lucky Loot at 7th Street Casino for chances to win over 20000 in Lucky Loot on Halloween night. 7th Street Casino, Kansas City's only all-slots casino located in the heart of downtown KCK. Would you like to see actual magic? All you have to do is call 1-800-GOT-JUNK and prepare to be amazed. We make junk disappear right before your eyes. All you have to do is point. Send us a signal and we'll be there in clean, shiny trucks in snappy, happy uniforms. Point at anything you wish was gone. Gone! We work until midnight, seven days a week. Just call us 90 minutes before you need us to be there. All you have to do is point. 1-800-GOT-JUNK. 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM Back to the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show as the Chiefs win 30-6 in Denver. Big story tonight, Patrick Mahomes' injury, the patella dislocation. Uh, but right now, as we do every week, it's time uh, for Arrowhead Pride Sounds of the Game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Mahomes throws, juggle, and a catch! tackle and took it in and the rookie has his third touchdown of the season on a 21-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes second down and nine here for the Broncos down by seven ball is out there for the Chiefs and Raglan takes it in for the touchdown knocked out by Hitchens and without Patrick Mahomes the Chiefs defense has let us take it into the end zone Moore steps up, floats it, hell! Behind the defense, he is gone for the touchdown. No flags. The All-Pro is back. And Matt Moore floated one to perfection. Three touchdowns for the Chiefs. The AP Sounds of the Game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. McCole Hardman on his touchdown looked like it was tipped. Uh, I'm not completely sure on that one. Uh, Reggie Raglan rags to hitches just how the Chiefs designed it up. Brett Veach signing those guys to do what they did tonight. Reggie Ragland, uh, Kent, our friend, texted out or tweeted out, I should say, Ragland 7, Broncos 6, uh, which would be the score. And then Tyree Kill with an absolute dime from who I call now hashtag MV Matt. Matty Dimes with the pass to <laughs> Tyree Kill to seal the game. Made it 27 to 6 uh, and then 30 to 6. Uh, you want to give out our player of the game? The player of the game is brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. I wish we could give it to the entire Chiefs defense. It was somewhat. It was like it was a team that really shared. I think a lot of the success tonight. It wasn't one player in particular that had uh, all the sacks. So I think Jay, I'm going to go out on the limb here. I think we got to give it to quarterback Matt Moore, right? Coming in and leading the Chiefs to victory. What do you think? You're kidding. <laughs> you don't think so, Matt Moore? No, no. This is the time to give it to the defense. Don't, you can't give it to the whole defense. 
Nick, you, Nick, what do you think? You, you can't do this, Pete. 52%. Come on. Listen, rallying behind Matt Moore is fun. It's always fun to rally behind the, the, the backup quarterback. But let's, 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 let's be real here. I vote for MV Matt. Nick, you get the second vote. What do you think? Oh, my God. Oh, man. No, no. I, I really want to vote for MV Matt just as a I'm going to get outvoted right here? I'm not but, doing this, Pete. I'm not doing this. I mean, you got to give it to the defense, oh right? Oh, my God. The whole defense? defense? Pick one. Anthony Hitchens, Okafor, Ogba, Frank Clark. You want me to give you a drum roll Bill and then you just pick one? Okay. Pick one. All right, here we go. I'm going to let him reach into the you hat. You haven't even given it to Mahomes yet. I'm going to reach into the You're hat. Gonna do Matt Moore? And that might be over with now. All right, Frank Clark. Here's the deal. We've been waiting this for this for a while. He might not have been the best player tonight, but you know what? We've been waiting for a double sack night. Frank Clark is our player of the game somehow uh, through that conversation. Uh, tune in to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. If you know the player of the game, which is Frank Clark, uh, you could win $25 to Topper's Pizza, and one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Mazarese jewelry gift card again that's 9.30 a.m. Fesco in the morning. Also, listen two hours earlier to that. 7.30 a.m., they'll have Therese Paler on of Yahoo Sports, formerly of the Kansas City Star. You know that Therese Paler is going to be all over this Patrick mahomes Patella situation. Uh, so Fesco in the morning. Uh, tomorrow starts at 6, but you have reason now to listen. 7.30, 9.30 leads right into show and burn. Perfect perfect way to spend your morning. 5.58, be right there clinging in, uh, in Fesco. Here's the one thing about it. I mean, Pat Mahomes has become the most popular athlete that we've seen uh, maybe in my lifetime. And I'm 46 years old, Pete. And his You don't knee, look a day over 39. Thanks, I will say thanks that. Thanks for that, Pete. Yeah, thanks for that. Here's your money. Uh, but the bottom line is, he's the most talked about athlete in this town. And for good reason. He's given this town hope. He's given the, the Chiefs fans purpose. Uh, the Chiefs fans were very loyal to this team. You know, they went for a huge drought there. You know, before they beat the uh, Texans finally in the playoffs, were guys that were like 22 years old and in college weren't alive since January 16, 1994, when they beat the Oilers, the Houston Oilers. They went that far of a gap, but yet people still went. And when Scott Pioli, they wanted him out of here. And instead of not going, they bought banners and they wanted to show the owner, we need to change. Um, Clark Hunt was willing to go away from a three time NFL executive of the year that everybody thought would be the perfect GM and Scott Pioli. They've invested it. People in this town could go to their dressers and they could get the red stuff out for Red Friday. Even though this team wasn't giving them anything tangible to cheer for in the postseason, but sports is about hope. Sports is about promise. And Pat Mahomes brought that hope. He brought maybe you're a championship city again. And we got a taste of it with the Royals, and that was fun. I mean, people in this town were loving championships. They didn't care about potholes. They didn't care about taxes. They didn't care about anything. There are more people in this town that know Pat Mahomes' name than the mayor. That's just fact. Pat Mahomes has brought hope to a city that loves football. Because inherently, you know, since the 80s, this is a football town. Now, the Royals did change that for a while. Sure. But, but people put their hopes and dreams on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's what they talk about at the gas station. It's what they talk about at the gym. They talk about this football team, and they talk about Pat Mahomes. And he was hurt tonight. And you have these visions. We could have been in the Super Bowl. People want to put on the red and go to a downtown parade. They want that bad. I want that bad. I haven't been alive since the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. It's something I'm missing. you know. And I think people that are missing it. And people that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s. It's what they do. I mean, people have bought season tickets since day one. And still have them at Arrowhead Stadium. It's what people want. When he goes down... It bothers people because you're like, there's, there's, our, there's our Super Bowl chance 
that's laying down there on the grass. Yeah, we can rally behind Matt Moore. That's great. You know, go for the old Oregon State quarterback. You know, he's, he's gotten one out. But let's be serious here. Pat Mahomes, the MRI, will be the number one subject in Kansas City. Not only that, Pat Mahomes is starting to become the meal ticket of the National Football League. Every commercial he's on, he's a very likable superstar that the NFL needed. This is a big hit. Not only for Fox showing this game, but Sunday Night Football next week that has the scrap, maybe, you know, the whole, you know, the video of Mahomes and Rodgers, the duel that we could have seen. But this was a big hit tonight. Yeah, we can rally around the backup quarterback, but let's not forget that our meal ticket was laying on the turf. By the way, uh, the mayor's name is Quentin Lucas, if you're wondering. I know what his more, name more is. People, more people do know Mahomes' name. I, I agree with you. 913-576-7610. If you want to get your call in, if you're a little afraid to call, you can get us on the Protein Hassie with the Purpose text line. 69306. Butch from Seattle. What's on your mind? Gentlemen, let me step outside real quick. I didn't think I'd get on the phone as quickly as I did. Guys, how about those Kansas City Chiefs? Right. Are you kidding me? All right, man, I, I only had so many points I want to talk about. Let me get right to the nitty-gritty and get out of your hair. <laughs> Listen, they could have folded their hand. They could have said, woe is me. And, oh, man, we don't have the MVP anymore. What are we going to do on prime time against a team that's one two straight? And you know what I saw, gentlemen? You know, I came on here one week, and this is after we lost the Indianapolis Colts. I told you, Pete Tweeney, I said, hey, man. You got punched in your mouth on your own field. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to let another team show that you're, they're not going to push you around, you're going to push them around? You know what they did? They came out against a team that knew they were going to run for 200 yards. They had nothing else in the tank, nothing else in their game plan, but to hand the ball off to, Pat, to, to, to Philip Lindsay and to Royce Freeman, and it showed. They got dominated out there with our front seven, Minus of Patrick Mahomes, they had nothing to show for it, and they went home with their tails in between their legs. And the best thing that I can say about it, the best thing, but beyond just the defense doing what they had to do, one thing that I really like, go back and watch the tape on this one. The third and five, right in the third quarter, right after the half, and Matt Moore throws a quick out to Travis Kelsey. He catches it for a first down. He turns to Matt Moore. He points at him. He says, that's a good one, bro. This team has a chance to win with Matt Moore. If they can, we can hold on to our hopes for another few weeks. It's not going to be a lot, but it may be enough to hold on to our championship hopes. Yeah, I I, I think this. (laughs) I think this. If you have to play with Matt Moore to the Super Bowl, it's not going to happen for you. But I, I tend to think if this defense can prove and continue to do what they started tonight, and you have Matt Moore passing the time, so to speak, until Patrick Mahomes gets back, I think that's fine. If you're talking three or four weeks, all right. You know what? I think more can hold you until then. But you're going to need Mahomes for this stretch run to beat teams like the Houston Texans, like the Colts, like the New England Patriots. It's the only way you're going to make it to the Super Bowl and potentially win that thing. The bottom line is, I mean, don't look at tonight and think all of a sudden you have the Ray Lewis-led Ravens defense right. here in Kansas City. Very small sample size for Every other game, they've been terrible. And listen, I understand. We want to rally behind the backup quarterback. Everybody loves the backup quarterback in rallying behind them. Matt Moore, baby. But despite the win, I can't feel good about this win, Pete. And I told you, I wanted to feel good about the defense, the nine sacks. I can't until I know 
how long Pat Mahomes is exactly. Be. I'll be honest with you. This is your chance at a Super Bowl. This is your chance at a ring. It's not Matt Moore. We can sit there and buy number eight jerseys and rah, rah, go Matt Moore. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm happy about this game, but can you really be that happy? Can we really be that happy until you know what's wrong with Pat? Let's be honest. I think it, it's... I mean, this is a reality check time here. I think it's the epitome of bittersweet, right? I mean, we were waiting for the defense, and it just sucks that it went down the way it did tonight. You're thrilled for the defense. This is what you've been waiting for all year. Of course it happens on a night where you lose probably the best player in the league, and it's not even close. It is what it is. You now have to hope the defense keeps it up while they're waiting for the quarterback again. You saw a lot of sacks tonight. Anthony Hitchens, Frank Clark, and Alex Okafor each with two. Emmanuel Ogbu, Reggie Ragland, Amarni Watts each with one. You had Reggie Ragland score a touchdown tonight. Those are promising signs. One game doesn't make a defense. You got to see it next week against the Green Bay Packers. And not only do you have to see it against the Packers, you're going to need it because Matt Moore can't carry this thing himself. No, he can't. And, you know, it's one thing. But I will say this. I will say this. Uh, you're, you're Eric now? What? Eric <laughs> No, not Eric Bianami. What will you say? No, I was going to say, man. I mean, if anything, I mean, this guy waved off a cart. I know. I mean, the legend grows, right? The I mean, this dude's tough. He's firing him up at halftime, firing him up after the game, waving off the cart. Yeah, we'll see. Because now it's a battle between player and what you should do medically. That's the problem. Because he wants to play. Trust me, he wants to play. Well, I mean, I, 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 I you know, you, you saw Twitter. I don't remember exactly if it was a tweet or a report or something like that, but... Uh, Mahomes said he's okay right away. Uh, you're gonna think, you're gonna imagine that this is someone that's gonna do everything in their power to get back as soon as possible. Again, you gotta wait for the MRI. From what Aaron Borgman told us at the top of the show, you're not gonna know how much damage has been done until you have this test done. They popped it back in. I know. I mean, that's that's insane. I know. The same thing happened. I mean, his with, toughness is a similar thing happened with Tyree Kill week yeah. one. Where they t- they popped it back in and tough. he ended up missing a few weeks. I think it is what it is. Forget how tough these guys are. It seems like I, I think at the at, at at minimal he's not going to be back ten days from now. So you're going to go into Sunday Night Football with Matt Moore. That's something we can talk about for the next ten days. Uh, but you're right, um, tough guy who who waves at the cart and says I'm walking off the field. And even leading into this game. And we've certainly beaten this story to death, but but it's worth bringing up again now that Mahomes will have to probably be out uh, for for a number of games. He pushed through that ankle injury, and he didn't have to. Uh, and and there were question marks as to whether or not the Chiefs should have benched him tonight. And you know that that's fun to talk about. It's it's great to to consider hypotheticals, but there's no way in hell Patrick Mahomes was sitting out tonight. And Again, I'm sure if you talk to him, knowing him, he would say, I'd sneak it again. I could be against the play all I want. I didn't love the play call, but that's probably the way it is when it comes to Mahomes and Reed. There's that much trust between the two of them. <laughs> from, from the 913, you two are Debbie Downers tonight. Yes, it's important, but I'm with the last couple callers. Let's ra- rally around this, maybe spurs the defense to be better than we thought. Now, they, they could give a damn about what we're saying. And uh, come on, it, you guys sound like uh, you lost your girlfriends in the Super Bowl in one night. If, if you're going to sit there and pretend that Matt Moore's taking his team to the Super Bowl, 
saying to Nick, you, you, might, as well, Nick you might as well put the tooth under the pillow and wait for the tooth fairy because you probably believe in that too. It's not a Nick Foles situation. I think that a lot of people saw that Nick Foles deal and said this can happen to any team. And just Matt Moore is not on that level. He just isn't. I mean, it, there's a reason that the guy was out of football. Can he last win? Year. Yeah, but he needs a dominant defense. He needs a special defense. Which tonight was well, special, but next, next, as a whole, it's not been. Next week will be a measuring stick, right? I mean, next week will be. A, you're not going to be able to see a game for ten games if Mahomes can't play, which we're kind of assuming at this point. You're going to get to see. Well, what Matt? What can Matt Moore do against the Green Bay Packers? Can he win on on that big of a stage from from when he knows he's starting? He'll have his own game plan. Feel okay about it, but but again, it's not something you feel good about. Well, he's here for a reason. I mean, Andy Reid, he likes that veteran player. And he always has, especially a quarterback. It's why, it's why Foles came back here. It's why hey, Nick Foles might not even play football anymore if it wasn't for Andy Reid giving him a call and uh, coming to Kansas City. And he's admitted that. And he's won a Super Bowl MVP since then. But the bottom line is, Andy Reid, if you can't play, you're not going to be here. And Andy Reid does believe in Matt Moore. I think he likes the way, just his stature and what he does. He's, he's here for a reason. He's not here for any other reason. He's here because Andy Reid trusts him. So we'll have to see how big that trust is with Andy Reid and Matt Moore. But LaShawn McCoy needs to be the shady of old. The defense has got to play like they did tonight. Guess what, Jay? What? When we come back after our next break, it is going to be Friday. And, and that is something that we can, we can certainly back, yeah. be happy about. If you want to get your last calls in, 913-576-7610. You can also hit us in the Protein House, you with the Purpose text line, or yell at us like some people are doing. 69306. When we come back, we'll also have your final verdict. It's next on the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Come back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Pete Sweeney here with Jay Binkley, Nick Price behind the glass. Chiefs win 30-6 on Thursday night football. But the bigger story, of course, is Patrick Mahomes with his patella dislocation. Uh, the expectation is we should get more information tomorrow from the Adam Schefters, Ian Rappaport. Sandy Reid does have a press conference, or a, I should say a conference call, noon tomorrow. Uh, Therese Paler of Yahoo Sports has any information. He'll probably share at 7.30 tomorrow on Fesco in the morning. Uh, a bittersweet night as the Chiefs win 30-6 to six but lose their starting quarterback. Yeah, the one thing about it is he's a tough guy. I mean, that's the one thing. If anybody can come through and surprise the medical world, it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's that tough. I mean, he's waved off the card. Even Andy Reid joked about him Push through the waving end. off the card, pushing it around. I mean, the bottom line is is it'll be the most discussed knee uh, that I think we've ever had in this and city. We're going to move our attention from the ankle to the knee. Just switching legs. Yeah, it's that ankle the still leg, the old leg switch. Yeah, my, my my biggest fear is the whole leverage thing because you're already hurting with your left foot. You're overcompensating. Well, now you're even. Your now right. you're even. You have injuries on both legs. Now, now, now he's even. Yeah, now he's level. Um, finding out information is going to be the number one thing in most of the city's mind tomorrow. Um, people are big Chiefs fans, and, and, and you get it. Uh, I don't know if anything will come through tonight. I doubt it. I think you're going to have to wait till till the morning. Um, but again, I think you, you just have to look at it as it is right now. This is a team that's probably going to be led uh, by Matt Moore for at minimum a game or two. Uh, and the Chiefs are going to have to find a way, a way to win. You, you feel a little bit better about it 
after tonight because the defense played so well. Uh, let's get in right now, Jay, uh, to our final verdict. Order, order in the court. The final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Scruggs Law Firm is your local injury lawyer. Jay, what is your final verdict that you took away from Thursday Night Football? My final verdict is I want to feel so good about the way the defense played. I mean, I really want to do it. In a perfect world, sitting here going, yeah, nine sacks, baby. Not only that, but NFL research, you know, the first time since the 03 Ravens that had uh, had two guys uh, or three guys record two sacks and a forced fumble in the same game going all the way back to Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs and Dalius Thomas in 2003. I want to feel good about that. But I want to temper the expectations until we know exactly what's right and wrong with Patrick Mahomes. Just like this text. Hey, guys, we're forgetting that Alex Smith was one time our franchise quarterback. Listen, I know Matt Moore ain't a great quarterback, but he can get the job done. Yes, look at the weapons around him. Again, it's this thinking right here. We had Alex Smith. Do we have any rings? No. Your chance at a ring was on the ground in Denver. We will wait and find out how his knee goes. Because how his knee goes has our chances for a ring goes with Pat Mahomes. And listen, the defense played great tonight, and I want to feel so good about that. And this is a coach's dream for Andy Reid because what, what was wrong is all of a sudden right. It's just the Mahomes thing puts a dark cloud on this game. So as good as I want to feel about this and the defense, because I've been waiting for this, Frank Clark, stand up, our player of the game. i got to wait till I find out what's wrong with Pat. Yeah, you're, you're saying temper your expectations. I think my final verdict, I'm going to go as far as to say change your expectations. Came into the year. I was part of this. I thought this team healthy could go undefeated. I still think that. I still think if they were completely healthy for the whole year, uh, there's a chance that they could have uh, went without a loss. Obviously not the case anymore. It's time to change your expectations from getting a bye to this is what you, you should hope for if you're a Chiefs fan. When the playoffs start, doesn't matter if you're the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth seed. You need to be healthy. That includes Mahomes. You got to make the playoffs, and then you never know. If you got a healthy team and they're peaking at the right time, doesn't matter if you're the fourth, fifth, or sixth seed. Get in the dance and see what can happen. And that's, to me, how this season changes if Mahomes misses a number of games to a good amount of games. Your final verdict uh, brought to you by... Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. The cool thing about a Thursday night football game is is you'll get a full slate of talk tomorrow, uh, starting with Fesco in the morning, continuing with Show and Burn, The Drive, and, and then Bink at Night. Yeah, and Pete's Points. Pete's Points, too, as well. 613. Live from Big Whiskey's. Lee Summit. A full day of talk to analyze everything about Patrick Mahomes' knee, left, right, all around want to thank Aaron Borgman. I uh, want to thank our guys uh, before, Craig Stout and uh, Kent Swanson. Uh, it, w- it was a bittersweet night. 36 win over the Denver Broncos. Chiefs improving to 5-2. and two. Matt Moore could be your quarterback for the foreseeable future. Um, a lot of good calls tonight, starting with Neil from Lojack. Appreciate that. Thank you to all the callers. For Jay Binkley, I'm Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs win 30-6 over the Denver Broncos. You've been listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Thanks for joining us.